When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on the Memorial Day weekend edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. We look back at the draft, what picks have paid off, which picks have busted. Uh, we're going to visit with Eric Katz, writer for BellyUpSports.com, to talk about MLB trade possibilities and the ever-popular ads and drops segment. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Play ball! Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show, presented by Righteous Felon Jerky, Belly Up Fantasy Sports, and Mahler Bros Golf. I'm your host, Vince Stover, and I am joined by the senior fantasy baseball writer for BellyUpFantasySports.com, the one and only Kevin Wilson. Hey, Kev, how you doing? Well, I'm doing great, and uh, as you can see, I am not at work, not coming home from work, so I'm enjoying this weekend, and uh, you know, you mentioned it, it's Memorial Day weekend, so just a you know, a shout out to uh, all those that gave their lives so that we could sit here and 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 talk about whatever we want to talk about freely. We have freedom. So that's what Memorial Day weekend is all about. Yeah, we want to say uh, thank you to the families of uh, those right. who gave people the that are left to have to deal with all that. So, yeah. Course. Yeah, it's uh, um, it's a weekend that we get to enjoy, no doubt about it, but it's on the backs of the sacrifice of others. So we think of those families, friends uh, who lost loved ones in service, and uh, we appreciate uh, you all. And we hope that um, uh, you can find some comfort this weekend, uh, even in the good memories of those that you lost. Uh, we are a fantasy baseball show, of course, and so we'll spend the rest of the time talking baseball, but we do want right. to say hello to our live viewers watching on the Sports Stove YouTube page and those watching on the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page and all those listening later on the podcast found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Kevin, before we get into anything, I just want to say I'm kicking myself. Uh, me and you are playing each other in fantasy baseball. That's right. And yes, I came into the day down way 167 points to 222 points. I'm currently 30 points down. I was 145 points down coming into the day. I was going to add a couple pitchers, and I was like, what's the point? Uh, and now I'm sitting here 30 <laughs> points down, and I got two guys left to play. I thought, oh, my goodness, I, I may have blown this here. I had an opportunity. I've had an incredible day, and you have had – a horrible day. It's the worst day I have ever had, ever, in fantasy baseball. And so I kind of was on the opposite end of that because I'm like, okay, so I'm way out in front. I don't want to blow the doors off. You know, there's no reason for that. So I made a move where I could add a starting pitcher for next week, uh-huh. right, and not today. As a matter of fact, I, I, I had a guy that I could have started today, but I, I, I dropped him. Yeah. And so then I look and I'm like, what is happening right now? So I was prepared to come on here and, and say all kinds of, you know, a hey, uh, Vince, you know, it's too bad that I left you in my dust and that sort of stuff. <laughs> but seeing as how like I'm barely going to squeak by, I will keep those comments to myself. 
I was gonna say I take it kind of as a win. I mean, being down 140 points and coming back, and now you got I've Strider pitching tonight. Never heard of that so, before. Never. Yeah, you got Strider pitching. You're gonna be fine. Um, you had a uh, Perez on the bench, gave you 17 off the bench today, um, which doesn't. See, that's why. That's it. another move. I I was I I would okay. He's on my bench. I'll leave him there. You know, so. <laughs> For, for all you youngsters out there that are playing or thinking to yourselves, hey, I've got this in the bag, don't ever think that until the final round. Finish bell. strong. Finish strong. So I've scored 106 fantasy points today. You've currently scored minus seven <laughs> fantasy points, and that's because Strider's pitching. You were at minus 13 earlier. Uh, Strider's pulling you out of the negatives, uh, and you should be fine. You should be fine with that considering the Braves are up 7-2 midway through the third inning. Um, they put so, seven runs on them in the first. That's crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. So anyways, um, you're still going to beat me. You're still going to be up there at the top of our our league. Uh, I got to give a uh, shout out to I'm your dad, Vince. Yeah. Got to do it because every single week I've noticed that, you know, he gives a little ray of hope to those that he's playing. You're talking about going into the final day, you know, and, and somebody's, you know, even I was, I was right. I think I was leading him by five points going into Sunday. And, uh, and all of a sudden he just, you know, kind of like, you know, rocky like a hurricane. He throws down the gauntlet and you have nowhere to go, but destruction. And he winds up going away. So hats off to him. That's, that's all you can yeah. say about it. He's been incredibly sniffing 400 points again this week. Um, he's been he's had a great great fantasy year. Now in another league, I'm playing my dad right now. It's a categories league, and I was down. It's a I was down three to twelve, and now we're tied eight eight currently and eight eight no in, in category league right now. So I come back uh, there, which I'll have to I'll talk to him about tomorrow. But um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but nonetheless, that league he's not doing as hot in, but. Uh, that's okay. He's doing good in our league. At the end of the day, this is the only league that gets publicly uh, put out for the whole world to hear. So uh, that's so right. So no one else's league matters one iota except yeah. this one. <laughs> All right, let's get into our first segment of the day. We'll try to make it a quick one: the fantasy burger segment. <laughs> Our fantasy burner segment today is presented by Mahler Bros Golf. We all want to look good on the golf course. But it oftentimes comes at the expense of feeling good. And Mahler Bros Golf has polos that look good and feel good on a hot summer day on the golf course. There's no polo you'd rather have to, uh, to wear than Mahler Bros Golf. They have uh, loud designs as well as subtle and sleek looking designs. They also have t-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more. So check out MahlerBros.com. That's M-A-H-L-E-R-B-R-O-S. MahlerBros.com. Use code BELLYUP. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. And uh, with it being Memorial Day weekend, I thought we should take some time to look back at our draft and uh, talk about just a couple of the players that we drafted and the ones that we are excited about still that we thought, man, I landed that one well. Uh, one that we feel, man, I should have passed on that guy. And then possibly somebody that you drafted that hasn't worked out yet, but you're kind of still holding out hope on. So let's start with the player that paid off, the one that you think, man, that one I hit on. Uh, who's that for you on your team? Oh, Kevin's frozen. <laughs> this happened. <laughs> this has happened sometimes when you're in uh, a, a different uh, different place than normal. We'll see if we can get Kevin back on. I'm going to take him off for a second, see if he pops back on in a second. So I'll start with mine, and uh, and then we'll we'll go from there when Kevin gets back. Uh, Adley Rutschman, I picked him pick number 71, first pick of the eighth round. And uh, I was not planning on picking him. There's Kevin again. Got him back. Hey, Kev, welcome back. Um, <laughs> so I was just saying that the player that I picked that I think has paid off for me so far is Adley Rutschman. Uh, pick number 71 in our draft. He's the leading catcher so far this year with 137 points. He's 25th overall. Uh, or excuse me, he's in the, yeah, 25th overall as well. ADP, ESPN leagues had him at 52. Uh, I got him at 71. Fantasy Pros Consensus has him at 68. Uh, so I got him a little later. Like I said, I wasn't planning on drafting him. I thought I was going to wait on catcher, but he kept sitting there. And I thought, no, nah, 
I'm going to take him, and I'm glad that I did uh, top catcher in the in fantasy baseball. Really close with Will Smith. Will Smith's had a really good year also as catchers go. Uh, but I'm glad I went with Rutschman versus holding off to get a Contreras brother um, or even taking JT Real Muto above him. That's, that's a solid pick, and uh, you've been on him before he even made the major leagues. I remember from last year, so right. you've got every reason to crow about that. <laughs> so good that that's a good call. All right, who's the player that you think has paid off for you? Well, the player that I'm going to mention is a guy that uh, that you were on even more than myself, and that's Mookie Betts. Oh yeah, and uh, I took him number seven overall, and you said right at the time I took him, hey, he's going to add second base, you know eligibility and I was like well I don't know if the Dodgers are going to do that well guess what that's a fact what they did and so now he's got second base and he's got outfield uh, uh, eligibility he has not been Mookie Betts true of, you know of old but because uh, right now he's hitting 250 coming into today 11 homers 31 RBIs 39 runs scored but he is the number two ranked player so he must be doing something right. And then when you add in that second base eligibility, that's going to take all kinds of value attached to him because it was we talked second base was a shallow position. It still is. And so now that I can slide him into that second base slot and still have outfielders is a huge, huge thing for me. Definitely. So, so you know – I want to give you as much credit as anyone because, you know, you called it. Uh, yeah, I To me, he was a top five pick because he was going to get that second base eligibility. The moment I heard he was going to play second base, I thought, oh, my goodness, I got to get him. And I didn't get him in any of the leagues that I'm in. <laughs> so I ended up with decent second baseman in minor leagues, but uh, did, did not get him. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to pay off, especially as the year rolls on. Um, he'll continue to be what he needs to be. I, I love that one for sure. Um, yeah. my, my bust pick is it's not a legit bust as in I'm not, he's not on my team anymore, but for the value, I think I should have went a different direction. That was my first pick in the second round. I had the turn, the 10, 11 pick. Uh, and I went with Aaron Nola from Philadelphia. He's supposed to be an ace and he's done fine. And a points league, especially, he's still putting up some points. He's got 164 overall. He's 26th in, in pitching. Um, but I have four pitchers on my roster that were waiver claims that have scored as much or within two points of Nola. I picked up Justin Steele off of waivers from 4-4. I picked up uh, Bryce Elder off of waivers on 4-9. Uh, Dan D'Amico dropped Zach Eflin May 5th. I picked him up. And uh, Nick Macaronis dropped uh, Merrill Kelly on April 30th. I picked him up. All four of those guys have scored uh, more or close to the same points as Aaron Nola. I threw the number 11 overall pick on him. And I'm just going, man, I think I should have went a different direction at 11 and uh, just counted on getting some of these pitchers later on. Yeah, so my bust is fairly easy to call. And that came shortly after you made your selection. And, uh, of course, I'm talking about Manny Machado. Oh, boy. Who, yeah, I took him, right? And right now he's the 30th-ranked third baseman. Mm. And we all know he is currently on the IL. Yeah. He wasn't hitting when he was on the field. He was complaining more than he was hitting. Yeah. And so, you know, for a second-round pick, he has five home runs, 19 RBIs, and 231 batting average. Mm -hmm. That's not – what you were looking for out of a second round pick. Mm. And so he, I guess they're saying he might be back this week. And so he needs to pick that up big time because come on, Manny, it's the whole San Diego Padres. You could, you could talk about all of those guys. They all yeah. need to pick it up because they are not playing well. I'm holding out hope. This is my holdout hope pick for Trey Turner. I picked him number 10 right above Aaron Nola. And I really feel like come fantasy playoff time, uh, Trey Turner is going to be raking. I'm not too worried about it. But he's only scored 88 fantasy points so far this year, which is not good. It's not worthy of a top 10 pick. But 
like I said, Philadelphia is one of these teams. They're going to come on as the season goes on. It might be too little too late for them as far as playoffs go, but I think they're going to start hitting the ball. I'm putting my trust in them. I picked up Schwarber in a league because someone dropped them. I'm trusting the Phillies are going to find figure something out, and fantasy-wise, it's going to help me out. So, Trey Turner, I'm disappointed, yes, but I'm more disappointed in Nola because he was supposed to be an ace, and he hasn't been, uh, than I am Trey Turner, even though Nola's got more points for me than Turner. But yeah. I, I'm not too worried about it. Man, I got, I got a number of guys that I could go off on on that kind of stuff, but I'll leave it at that. Because we have a guest waiting. So who's the guy right. that's so, well, the guy that I'm waiting on that I'm holding out hope for is another third baseman. And uh, I don't know why, what possessed me to do that, but because uh, I took Austin Riley yeah. later on in the draft. I did that because he's Austin Riley. I'm like, wait a second, he's still available. So I picked him. He home run, you know, hit a home run in the first inning today. But aside from that, he's got nine home runs coming into today with 26 RBIs and he's 264. That's yeah. not what you're looking for out of Austin Riley whatsoever. And uh, you got to think that he's going to heat up just like, you know, he's on the Braves. He's got an awesome lineup around him, as we saw, or, you know, seven runs in the first inning. Mm-hmm. So I'm certainly hoping that Austin Riley puts it together. So then I'll have the best two third basemen coming down the stretch that you could possibly have asked for. That's right. So and this that's is going to be hope. a good week. For Austin Riley, we'll talk about that more in our ads and drops segment coming up as okay. well. All right, that's our fantasy burner segment presented by Mahler Bros Golf. Make sure you go to MahlerBros.com. Use code BellyUp when you check out. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. It's time now for our guest segment. We call the call to the pin. Our call to the pin is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land to lock up supply and guarantee the best tasting, best textured, and freshest beef jerky on the market. Visit RighteousFelon.com. Use the same promo code BELLYUP. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. Again, it's RighteousFelon.com. Code BELLYUP. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. And joining us now for the second time on the show is the one and only Eric Kratz from BellyUpSports.com. Oops, sorry, I pushed the wrong button. Uh, There you are. Uh, Eric Kratz, (laughs) excuse me, back with us uh, here. I always get uh, the old brewer catcher uh, mixed in there. I apologize. Uh, Eric, welcome back to the show, man. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on again, guys. Yeah, definitely. So Eric's writing uh, lots of baseball stuff on BellyUpSports.com. He recently came out with an article about the Baltimore Orioles uh, needing to acquire, possibly acquiring a pitcher, specifically Eduardo Rodriguez. And then he's also got an article coming out uh, tomorrow, probably uh, about Cincinnati Reds, Joey Votto. So some plenty of stuff coming out there for Eric right now. And I wanted to bring Eric on to talk about some trade ideas and possibilities because there are teams right now that are struggling and are going to be sellers. There are teams that are trying to make a run at things that are going to be buyers. So let's start with that topic, Eric. Who do you see as being the biggest sellers and the biggest buyers uh, this year in the Major League Baseball? I think one team that will be a big seller is the Chicago White Sox. Clearly, it just it you know whatever thing they did to rebuild, which on paper it was pretty good, it just didn't work out. I <laughs> right. think I yeah. think you're going to see Tim Anderson on the block. I know Tim Anderson; he hasn't really said it explicitly, but you could tell just by his body language, he's not loving it. Same with um, Lucas Lucas Giolito is going to be out there. I think um, I think depending on how Liam Hendricks is, given that you know he had you know he was out for a while with them um, you know battling battling cancer, unfortunately. I think you know I know he was a guy before all that happened that was going to be rumored to be a guy that they were going to try and deal somewhere else. Yeah, I think the um, I think the Tigers are going to be a seller. I think the I think the Colorado Rockies, which seems like every year they have a yard sale. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about the tigers for a minute because the tigers are having some success right they're they're having uh, a much better season than i anticipated for well, sure yeah they're just a game was it a game back entering today that's because game. minnesota is like one game over 500 yep they're a game under 500 they're a game back from minnesota um so they're having this run that we saw pittsburgh have also earlier this year 
Um, why is it in Major League Baseball that when someone actually does decent, they're like, we got to get rid of all of our players? <laughs> what What is it about the Tigers that, that uh, makes you think they're going to go all in and sell versus trying to make a run at the AL Central? Well, the, Il- the Illich son that owns the team now is not his father. Um, his father would his father would dump money out dump money at guy at guys like Dontrell Willis or Miguel Cabrera and Edgar Renteria things like that. He would he would he would drop money on these guys. But the son is opting not to do that. He's opting to kind of build within and then okay then I'll spend a little bit like he did with um, the free swinging hobby bias. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of it is is like unless they're like in first place, like they know they're going to lose a lot of these guys at the end of the year. True. So they should capitalize on it now. I'm not saying they're right or wrong. It's just, you know, how they do business. Mm-hmm. I think um, the perfect landing spot for, you know, Eduardo Rodriguez, you know, for instance, I know Jonathan Scope's going to be a guy that they're going to be looking to um, deal somewhere. Cause I know they, his, his values, you know, he's not a great player, not an all-star player, but a good player to have in your lineup. He plays second base, which, you know, some teams are, you know, look are looking for that. Such a complicated position where you don't know whether the guy is really good or really isn't, but Jonathan scope has power, which is something you need in order to win. I think Baltimore would be perfect for um, Eduardo Rodriguez. They're starting pitching like they're winning because they got a great bullpen, you know, especially Felix Bautista. I saw his arm. It looks like he's barely even touching his two seamer. And he whips that thing in there 100 mile, 100 plus miles an hour. Same with um, Yanir Cano, who's come out of nowhere, who'd be a closer on any other team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, Rodriguez would be a great guy to have a top of the lineup. He, you know, he has that opt-out clause. That's something to remember. He does have an opt-out clause. But, um, but I think if the Orioles are smart and Michael Elias in the front office clearly have handled this rebuild the right way, um, if they're smart, they're going to try and extend them because that's a guy you can build around. That's a guy who's been, you know, who's clearly back to being, you know, the, the Boston Red Sox, Eduardo, Eduardo Rodriguez. And I think, I think he'd just be a perfect guy to build at the top. He knows the AL East. He knows more importantly, he knows how to win. Cause right now nobody on this team, you know, nobody on this team will really know. I mean, yeah, they're doing well in the regular season, but nobody on this team will really know how to handle the postseason. Rodriguez has been there. Rodriguez was part of that string of ALE's title. He also was on that team that won the 2018 World Series, the Boston Red Sox last to date. What can the Tigers get for Rodriguez, though? Because it's one thing to say, well, yeah, he's a great fit. I want him to see him in Milwaukee. But uh, to say, yeah, he's a, he's a great fit in Baltimore. He's a great fit in a lot of places. He can step in and be a number two guy uh, or a number three guy on pretty much any any roster right now. Is he is he enough of a player where it's going to be worth it to Detroit to trade him? I think so. I mean, he's let, let's be honest. He's going to opt out no matter where he goes. No matter if it's Milwaukee. No matter if it's Milwaukee, he's definitely not going to be kept for. Um, he's definitely not going to be kept. I yeah. think um, you know with Baltimore. You know, Baltimore has the, the farm to do it. The because of the opt out, the value of the deal that that the Tigers are going to receive isn't going to be as high as to say, if he didn't have an opt out, if he, if he didn't have an opt out with how he's pitching this year, he'd be a, he, they would be able to command a top, a top three or a top three prospect. But because of that, I think they're probably going to fall top five at best, which I know what, you know, Scott Harris is going to gun for, but it'll probably end up being like top five, top eight prospect, you know, probably top 10 at the worst because of how well he's doing. And because of that opt out clause, but Baltimore has a lot of money to spend. They got a lot of money they haven't spent, which, you know, to quote um, to quote Rick Hahn in Chicago, which is words came back to bite him, the money, the money will be spent. <laughs> and Baltimore's right there, four games back in Tampa. They've got a great record this year as well, 34 and 19 as we're doing this show. Um, so that's definitely there. Tim Anderson, you mentioned earlier as well. And Kevin, I think Tim Anderson is a great fit for a lot of places. I think you put Tim Anderson in a different uniform and he wakes back up again. Um, he's, he's, it's been a rough, rough go for it, but let's face it. The last couple of years for the White Sox has been a rough go all the way around. So, uh, Kevin, yeah. I'll go to you. Ever since he made that statement, it has not gone well yeah. for him. So maybe he could like wash his mouth out a little bit or something. And so maybe he could turn things around a little bit that way. 
Yeah, Eric, where does Tim Anderson fit in the trade trade picture? As a shortstop, he can he can go to a lot of different places. As a shortstop, you don't necessarily have to have him play shortstop, for example. Sure. I think um, I think you know I could see Milwaukee making a move at him because I think mm-hmm. they need they, they need another bat. I think well, um, needs, they need their shortstops to stop getting hit while they're sitting in the dugout yeah. would be extraordinarily helpful. Then. Oh, yeah, they could they could easily flip Anderson. They could easily flip Anderson over to second because you know yeah Bryce Terang is there, but right now. Aside from the speed, Bryce Terang's bat hasn't really woken up. Aside from on opening day when he had that crazy grand slam, mm-hmm. um, I think he'd be. I think he'd be terrific over there. I think, um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a surprise team. It's gonna depend on where they are, and I'm gonna say the Giants. So right now, oh. that right now the Giants, they're as an organization, they're where you don't want to be, which is the middle. Right. That's right. They're in the dreaded middle. Because. You're either a contender. You could be a contender, meaning you could have a shot at going to the playoffs, and and you know whatever happens happens because we know how crazy the playoffs are, and or you start to accept saying, hey, we gotta we gotta redo this. So it's 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 a really tough situation for San Francisco because they could easily be on the phone with other GMs, and the other GMs are gonna be like, I'm surprised you're calling, or mm-hmm. they could be you know, or they could be the one receiving the calls, being like, I'm surprised I'm surprised you're not calling. So, you know, I think um, I think he I think Anderson would be terrific there because San Francisco needs help offensively. They're not great offensively. And I think, um, you know, you can you can place him there. You know, he'd be able to take over right away and he'd he'd at least be able to kind of jumpstart the lineup a little bit. I like honestly, I like a fit for Tim Anderson being the Dodgers. I don't think the price will be too high. Um, They've been they laid low in this offseason preparing for the next offseason. And uh, to me, that would be an awesome fit for Tim Anderson to go that's, out with. That's them. why uh, they've had uh, Mookie also playing shortstop. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, because it's so basically. They could make that move and, uh, you know, like I said, wash his mouth out because you're, you're not Jackie Robinson. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I vaguely recall that. And then he decides to get into it with Josh Donaldson because Josh Donaldson called him Jackie. Yeah. I was, at, right. I was actually at that. I was actually at that. Stupidest, you know, on-field incidents that I have ever seen. I was actually, I was actually at that game. Oh, nice. They, um, <laughs> they hey, that's little, a nice little uh, thing to drop right there. Yes, he did. Aaron Judge also hit his, I think, twelfth home run that same game. Twelve of sixty-one. <laughs> little twelve of sixty-two. Little did I, little did I know. Little did you know? Uh, let's talk about the the big ticket item, Shohei Otani. Um, I've said from the get-go, I think the Angels do everything they can to keep him. I don't think they trade him. I think they've already had enough conversations with them. They they can't lose them for nothing. Obviously, they've got to. They're going to lose them. They got to make sure they get something because they can get a haul in return. Um, I think he stays with the Angels personally, uh, but uh, I'm not friends with Shohei, so I've not asked him. I don't know what he's thinking. Um, is there what what percentage would you put on it that Shohei Atani gets traded this season? That's a very there. That's a very precarious one because. <laughs> Number one, Artie Marino said we want to keep a we want to you know say what you will about the guy, but the guy published a statement this past offseason saying we want to keep the guy. I mean, well, I mean, number one, what else was he what else was he going to say? Right. <laughs> what we're going to trade the guy? I mean, that's kind of a down You know, number two, you know, on the other hand, the Angels got nothing coming up in their farm system. They got nothing. They're no. like they're the they're bottom. they're farm systems in Salt Lake City. Trust me, I that. I know they've got nothing literally. And, literally. and so, Oh boy, this one's hard. I know the angels want to keep them. Of course and they do. Anybody would. I, I personally, if I'm the angels, I mean, I'm, if I'm not, depending on where they are, come August, you know, come August one, where the trade deadline is, or, you know, July 31, depending on where they decide to trade them. Um, I would personally move him because let's face it, Otani doesn't want to be locked into a nasty contract that Mike Trout is for a team that's not that hasn't gone anywhere. And he, he's going to want like to have the they're gonna, you know, whoever signs him is is gonna try and extend him. And they're they're gonna put he's gonna want opt-outs because he wants to be able to move around a little bit. And if the situation's not great, okay, because he ultimately wants to win. I know mm-hmm. he hasn't really he doesn't really say a whole lot to the media. Um but nothing like that would like 
make your nothing that would light up your eyes. But to be truthful, if I'm the Angels, it, you gotta you gotta get re, you gotta actually build something. You can't just sign pluck guys off the market because otherwise you're gonna just be winning seventy ish games every year. Now, what if you move Mike Trout instead of Otani? You still get stuff back. Surely there's some teams that would take Mike Trout. Uh, so you move him. You get some stuff back for Trout. You keep Otani, who's given you uh, uh, production both from the mound and from the plate, versus Trout, who's given you production as a defender. He's giving you production at the plate. Uh, but he's also injury uh, has injury history as well. And, again, he carries a lot of value. So maybe you can send him to Philadelphia, uh, his hometown. Maybe you can send him somewhere and get a, a decent haul in return and then start building around Otani. Because I think it makes more sense to build around Otani than it does Trout at this point in, in where they are. Yeah, because Trout looks, you know, he's, you know, he's looks, it's, it's, it's definitely not fun being there. I think he just signed the deal. He def, I think he signed the deal personally, not just for security, but he just wanted to hide from being the face of baseball. Mm. Um, I think, you know, that deal is going to be complicated because of the money and the years involved. It's right. probably going to – the deal itself – Doesn't he have a full trade cl uh, clause as well? well? Yeah, everybody gets a no-trade clause, these a full no-trade clause these days. It, you know, it, these things used to be sacred. Now now everybody who signs is granted one. It's pretty much – it's it's like um, it, they're giving it away like the dollar hot dog on the corner. <laughs> it's not, and I think, um, I think in order to trade Trout, oh, boy, I mean, I think MLBPA is going to have to get involved. I think um, it's going to be something probably more complicated than when Alex Rodriguez was traded to the Yankees after he after the whole after he left Texas, where you know and and then and now MLBPA even though if Trout's going to volunteer to leave money on the table MLP MLBPA is going to say no to that because then and now they've got a no money left on the table policy. So I don't know. I think to be truthful, it's, it's going to be complicated to trade Trout. It's going to if they want to get trading on Trout, Trout's going to have to initiate it. I think because um, I don't think they're going to voluntarily trade Trout because hmm. he's the only thing that's that makes the Angels worth watching, aside from Otani. I was going to say, <laughs> well, I would argue, that. yeah, yeah, but I think you got teams like the Dodgers, the Mets, uh, those two teams specifically that have proven that they're going to do whatever it takes, and I could see them, especially the Dodgers want Otani. They're going to hold out everything for him. I think that once and if Otani's becomes unavailable, then that's when you could see something. The Angels have to do something. They've got they have to do something, and that's where the Dodgers are at their best here. Yeah. The Mets don't have the farm system to make the move that that would intrigue the Angels. Dodgers do. Yeah, right. Yeah, the definitely do. I got a surprise team for um. I've got a surprise team for everybody, and I was um. I was listening to this on AJ Przinsky's podcast, Foul Territory. Um, you, a surprise team I can see possibly making a move at him would be the Seattle Mariners. And just just hear me out. No, they they need help. They need. I think they need another arm. I don't think they'll do. I don't think they'll do it at the deadline. But I could see it happening during free agency. I mean, this is the same team that made that move and made Robinson Cano a, a one man wrecking crew. <laughs> and gave him like because the Yankees were only going to pay him 160 plus. He wanted 300 plus, and he only got 240 plus from Seattle. Mm -hmm. And Seattle didn't do, really do much of anything when he was there. Um, I can see, I see it because number one, aside from J Rod, I think they need something to feature. I think number yeah. two, the fans know that you know they at least want to. I think the ownership of you know the current ownership of the Seattle Mariners wants to should at least show the fans that they have the courage to win because right now I don't see them having the courage to go all in and win. You know, I, there's plenty of money to be spent. You know, they still get, they still get their Nintendo money. Say what you will about Nintendo. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, I don't think Otani wants to play on the East coast, even though Otani knows he could I make, agree. I, Otani knows that if he goes to a place like New York, the guy, the guys, the guys endorsement deals aren't even going to touch what he makes makes on a contract and i think seattle will give him the opt-outs that he wants in order to get, give him the freedom and go find a winner call it, you know i'm not sure if ring chasing is the right word but he could very well do that i think otani wants to be near home in japan and you know 
I think that, you know, the, the only candidates I see making a move at them are the Dodgers who, you know, they let everyone go and they could in, in preparation for Otani, but you know, they seem to be still humming along quite nicely. Yeah. Um, you know, say, say what you say, what you want about their off season, but they, um, they have Andrew Friedman up in there who comes from the Tampa Bay Rays, who knows how to show restraint and then knows how to spend. I yeah. think, um, yeah, although he's looking really smart with them, the trade Turner move, um, I think, but yeah, that's that's really the only teams I could see having a chance at him. I'd be surprised if Otani goes east because I don't think he wants that kind of pressure. And yeah, the, I agree. And the West Coast team. I, I agree as well. So, so like I said, Dodgers, come on home. <laughs> Seattle, remember, had the, uh, the the opportunity to send Ichiro in and say, hey. Uh, that's right, because they could speak face-to-face without an interpreter. They have yeah. Ichiro on speed dot. Ichiro will do anything to help Seattle. He still does. He, yeah. uh, they have him on. They have him on speed dial. There, you need you need a little guidance on what to do when your first free agency outside of Japan. You know, Ichiro's your guy. Yeah, and may, maybe the Las out Las Vegas Athletics make a run to try to sell tickets. I don't think he'd go there, but uh, they got the cap space. Let's put it that way. Well, not cap space, but the. <laughs> I mean, I paid. I would watch paper. I would pay for pay per view to watch. Um, the, I think I think Ben Frost, their GM there. I would uh-huh. I would I would pay. Um, I would watch pay per view for him to pitch the idea to um John Fisher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, give me one name. Uh, just one name that you expect to see that you haven't already mentioned. If you've got one that you expect to see moved at some point between now and the trade deadline. Herman Herman Marquez. Great okay. pitch, terrific pitcher in Colorado. I mean, Gaz ERA is inflated, but that's because he's pitching in the thin air in Colorado. But look at his ERA outside of Colorado. That mm-hmm. guy's that guy is even in Colorado. He's gone toe to toe with some ace pitchers. I think give him the right situation. He's you know Colorado will be able to get a haul in return, and they can actually do a rebuild, not this what are we doing thing, kind of like pull, kind of like what the Red Sox are doing by pulling a high bloom. Um, but you know, her I think I could see Herman Marquez being moved. Also, up CJ Crump. I know they've tried to move him, but they haven't got the return they've wanted. Yeah. Well, he, they, needs to, he needs to get off the IL first. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm an anti-CJ Crone guy. I, th- I think he's a good player. Uh, and uh, there was a time where I would have wanted him in Milwaukee, but uh, nonetheless. Um, yeah, Alex Cobb is the name that I'll bring up from San Francisco. I think San Francisco's that that you said it. They're in the middle. So there's a chance that they could unload some guys or there's a chance they could try to bring in some guys. They did not succeed this offseason the way they intended to do and uh, ended up with Conforto basically instead <laughs> instead of uh, Correa. So um, at the end of the day, I think I think San Francisco is going to sell some guys. They've got a lot of unrestricted free agents, a lot of guys with options as well. Um, so I think they're going to move some people here at the deadline or close to it. Kevin, anybody that you would say, uh, if, if I think one guy's getting moved, this is who it is? Uh, you, you you mentioned the Rockies. I think a guy that they could move would be Chris Bryant. Mm. That's a that's a, a signing that they made that uh, has not worked out for either side. But uh, he's a guy who obviously has been in the playoffs. He knows how to win. So perhaps they can move out from that underneath that mistake and get something back for him. So Chris Bryant is a guy I would think would be high on their to sell list. To, uh, it's a big contract too. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So it didn't work out. But when, well, when he goes to the bank, I guess you could say it worked out for him. But it worked out for him, just fine. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, if he's still looking to, to win, then that that did not work at all. So <laughs> it never was. There's the guy that they could move that, uh, like I said, does have the pedigree in the playoffs. He's shown it. So somebody would be interested in him. Yeah. All right, uh, Eric, tell the fine folks where they can find you at on social media and, of course, all your articles on bellyupsports.com. Yes, you can find me on my social, my Twitter, at Sports Team News, where I'm talking everything sports. And then you can find my articles on bellyupsports.com. He's Eric Katz. This is the second time he's been on the program. Eric, right. stuff, man. We appreciate you. Thank you. Yep. No Always great to have you. All right, we'll be right back with our next segment. Uh, of course, the call to the pin is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Go to RighteousFelon.com and use the code BELLYUP for your 15% off. Let's head into our final segment of the day, the Fantasy Focus. Focus. 
All right, Kevin, we come into the fantasy focus segment where we focus in on our ads and drops for the week. I've got three locks for this week that uh, someone can pick up and help their team immensely. And I think it goes further than this week. I actually have guys that I think could be on your roster for the rest of the year. And that's an odd thing to say when we're at the end of May, uh, beginning of June. But I think there's some waiver wire, wire acquisitions that can help your team long term. And then I've got some drops as well. So let's start with the additions. And Kevin, I'll let you start. Uh, who we who should we add this week? Who we should add is a guy who previous in the season, I added him, then I dropped him. You said, whoa, Nelly, why are you dropping that guy? And, um, and he did kind of struggle, but he is back. And that is Lane Thomas, the outfielder for the Washington Nationals. He currently has a 13-game hitting streak. Hmm. So he is doing it. Just about everything you can uh, – hitting 289, eight homers, 26 RBIs, 34 runs scored. He has 116 fantasy points. And um, except for today, he has fantasy points just about every game. And he's at 16.8% owned. So if you're looking for a guy who is universally owned, and uh, one of the things I found out that uh, if – on ESPN and Yahoo is a gigantic difference about who you know the ownership percent you know percentages. Uh, I'm, I have nothing to do with Yahoo, so I'll <laughs> I'll take their word for that because they're all like, oh everybody's you talked about it's owned. Mm. Well, sixteen point eight percent. I'm pretty sure his you know wherever your station he is available. However, not in our league, so don't don't do it because I have them, and so. Uh, but yeah, so 16.8% owned, and he's the ninth ranked outfielder in baseball in fantasy. Yeah. So go and get him if you're not in our league. Pick him up. He is on fire. Yeah, and I think he holds more value in points leagues than cats leagues, but um, he is, I love him. I think for a national, yeah. and I, that's hard to say about yeah, that. It's hard to, to talk about nationals and, you know, be you know speak flowery of them but uh lane thomas is a guy that we can certainly speak and be rosy about him because he, he's, he's just swinging the bat yeah i agree um i've got a guy that we actually talked about before we came on live we were talking with eric before the show started and he brought up this guy and i had him on my list he's currently listed as a first baseman and third baseman for the Cincinnati Reds, Spencer Steer. He's owned in 16.3% of leagues. He's batting 280. He has six home runs. He had a great series against St. Louis last week, scoring 14 points across three games. Um, he's playing regularly, and he's having plenty of success in the points leagues. He's over 100 points. He's he's putting up points on a regular basis. He's playing regularly. He is the future um, if you read Eric's article that comes out tomorrow on Joey Votto, he's going to talk about Spencer Steer there. Um, but he's a guy you can add now. And I believe you, depending on how deep your league is, I guess, if you're in an eight man league, you don't need Spencer Steer on your team. But if you're in a 12 man league, Spencer Steer is a guy who can benefit you for the rest of the season. So add him now before everybody else catches on. Well, you got to give him credit. Spencer Steer. That's a great name. That's a good baseball name. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It really is. It's a good baseball name, a good wrestling name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who else should we add? Kid? All right. So another player that I have who may, well, he's not as universally owned, but uh, I usually use about 50% owned and below. And this guy is right underneath that. And uh, I'm talking about uh, Jorge Soler of the Miami Marlins. And uh, he went 0 for 4 today. But that broke up. He had home runs and five straight games. And uh, part of that because he played in Colorado. But over the weekend, he was over in L.A. And uh, that is not the hitting environment that Colorado is. But still, he hit home runs. And uh, he, he anything that you like, he gives that to you. He'll, he'll, he's hitting the ball all over the place. But he's also scoring runs. He had two runs in, in two games this week. So if Jorge Soler is available, 
go and get him and ride him and as long as this hot streak lasts because there's five straight games at the home run. Who does that? Yeah. So if he's, he's available, get yeah. him. I agree. I'm going to transition to pitchers. Okay. Um, and uh, this guy is making his season debut tomorrow for the Atlanta Braves, Michael Soroka. Uh, okay. Coming from being injured, he's only owned in 4.8% of leagues. And usually I'm a little worried about guys coming in for their debut, coming off an injury, but he's pitching against the Oakland A's. Uh, get Michael Soroka on your team tonight. Start him tomorrow. Uh, my guess is you're going to get five to six innings out of him. Uh, you're going to get a handful of strikeouts, and you're probably going to get a win because they're playing Oakland. Um, so now's the time. Put him in there. Get him on your team now. He's going to be limited on innings uh, throughout the rest of the season. They're going to be very cautious with him, but I think he's going to give you enough value at this point in the league. If you need pitching, um, it's hard to find a guy like Michael Soroka out there. So go with Michael Soroka this week. Get him on your roster. And I'll tell you, Kevin, I'm in a league. It's a 12-man league. I had Soroka on my roster for about three weeks because they were going to bring him up a while back. And they yeah, I've heard, you know, I've heard about the uh, the the – Back and forth, well, they're bringing them up. Well, then they didn't bring them up. Then they're going to bring them up. Then they didn't. But so finally, we are at the point where they finally did. But I dropped them, dropped them last week because I needed the spot. I need the roster spot. Get another guy. All of a sudden, I see starting on Monday. I go to pick them back up, and somebody else in the league. I was like, I've held this guy for three weeks. I should, I deserve to have him. Uh, but anyways, I missed out on that league. But I added them in our league. Uh, and I think he's going to be a good good addition moving forward too. Uh, who else you got to add? Okay, so I'll, I'm going to I'm going to switch over to pitching as well. And it's a guy I talked about last week, and uh, you mentioned him. Uh, why I didn't start him today, and that's uh, Yuri Perez of Miami, or uh, yeah, yeah, Miami, another Miami guy. So you know, Miami is another team that we could have mentioned while we were talking to Eric about selling. They're not, they're not selling Yuri Perez, okay? So you don't have to worry about that. And uh, at some point, they're going to have to be concerned about his innings, but that is not right now. And so he's at 29.7% owned. He got past his Colorado start, as I mentioned last week. And so he pitched against the Angels. No runs, two hits. He did walk four, which is a concern because that's seven walks in his last two games. But uh, – Aside from that, everything's been coming up positive. And the best news that you could possibly get about Yuri Perez as his next opponent would be the Oakland A's. There you go. So, <laughs> there's not a more – you know, I know we've talked about this before, but any time you know, you're, you're, you're looking ahead, check and see who Oakland's playing. Yeah. And if, if, if there are pitchers going up against them, claim them. If there are hitters that are available going up against them, yeah. claim them. And that's right. how you are going to consistently be pretty pretty solid in fantasy because Oakland is just ridiculous, ridiculously yeah. bad. We had a guy in our league dropped Michael Harris, and Michael Harris has not been good. Um, no, I not. Michael Harris because I know the next three days he's playing Oakland. And I was like, if Michael Harris is going to get going – this is the time to do it. So I claimed him, added him on the right. mic. So right, right, right. If, if, if you take nothing else away from this episode. Go look at who's available for Atlanta. <laughs> play, yeah, whoever's playing Oakland and they're available, get them, start them. And then as soon as they're done playing them, then you can cut them and add somebody else. Yep. But, so uh, add your Braves for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Add your Marlins for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And uh, you'll be sitting pretty for this week, scoring all kinds of points. And my next addition is another Atlanta Brave because they're playing Oakland this week. Jared Schuster, the starting pitcher, still only owned in 4% of leagues. Blows my mind. His last two starts have been really good outings. 11.2 innings, 12 strikeouts, four earned runs, four walks. He has been solid um, and shown some really good stuff as well. And again, he's going to start Wednesday against Oakland. And I'm telling you, you're crazy if you're not picking up Soroka for tomorrow and Schuster for Wednesday. Uh, they're going to have great games, guaranteed wins. I mean, this Oakland team is so bad. 
Um, and uh, when I saw Schuster and Soroka available in our league, I went and got both of them. And so they're both on my roster for this week. Uh, I got to push through and and uh, see how they how they do for me this week. But I'm confident in Schuster. I'm confident in Soroka. And I think both of them can be on my roster for the rest of the season, possibly, uh, depending on how things go for me. All right. So one last guy I'm going to mention, and that's uh, a guy who I believe was around when they walked on the moon, and that's Adam Wainwright. Yeah, I looked at him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the reason being, and if you know you can't do, uh, get anybody that's facing Oakland, then look to see who's playing Kansas City because that's almost the same. Not quite though, but almost the same. And uh, he's going up against Kansas City. In fact, he's doing it tomorrow. So. That gets your week off, I would say, to a great start. He's at 10% owned, and uh, he hasn't been overwhelming. He's only pitched in five and two-thirds is the longest he's pitched this year. So he's done that in his last two games. And so uh, 10 and 13 fantasy points in his last two. So I would expect at least that many going up against Kansas City, and they're doing it at home. So – Kansas City, as soon as – well, they they stink no matter where they're playing. But I, once they <laughs> hit the road, you know, they've got nothing but square wheels on their on their vehicle. Yeah. So, so Adam Wainwright is a player I would look at. And I don't know who was – because he starts Monday. He would have a two-start week. I'm not advocating that just yet. But tomorrow, go and get him. Uh, I'll give you one more pitcher, too, from Houston. J.P. France, owning 6.6% of leagues. Uh, he had a great game against Milwaukee this past week. He starts tomorrow also against Minnesota. Um, he's got 18 strikeouts. He's 1-1 one one on the season, 3.43 ERA. Came up as a result of the injuries there in Houston and has looked really solid so far. So, again, a guy with potentially two starts this week, depending on his matchup. Um, a guy that can help you out this week. Starts your week off right. Get ahead in some of these leagues and uh, start it off right with some some solid pitching that's available in over ninety five percent of leagues. So uh, go out and go out and get these guys. There you go. Right, let's get the drops. Um, Drop. got, I have three drops this week, Kevin. Two of them at one time have been uh, you've mentioned as additions, and this has been weeks ago. Um, and uh, and maybe the third <laughs> one. I don't think the third one though that you you've ever mentioned. I know I haven't well, mentioned him. Um, either, but I'll I know the first on. one that I have. I mentioned him. I I actually picked him up, but oh, it's time to hit the bricks. Right, with, that would player would be James Ottman yep. of of my Los Angeles Dodgers. Okay, and the way he started out, it looked like he was going to be the rookie of the year in 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 the National League. But I'm looking at the stats right now. You know how many hits he had this past week? Can you just guess? That would be Squadoosh. Zero. At zero hits. All right. And uh, the last game he played today, he was 0 for 3, and he struck out three times. <laughs> okay. And then against Atlanta earlier in the week, he was 0 for 4 and had three strikeouts. Mm -hmm. So he didn't have a single – it's all negative points right now. So – it's 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 a shame. I really, you know, because he pitches, he plays for the Dodgers, and I, I want to be excited. However, don't take advantage of my uh, my fandom, so to speak. So James Ottman Outman needs to go. He's at just about fifty percent owned. That needs to be down around twenty by tomorrow. Yeah, I, he's on my list too. Uh, he has scored zero or negative points in eleven of his last thirteen games. Um, you just can't get is, away from that. You got to get rid of it. They were outfielders out there. It doesn't matter. I'm as big a Dodger fan as you'll find. But <laughs> like I said, he was on my team. Yeah. And I was happy to pick him up. And I was I, I was like, yay. And then, you know, you know, flashing lights all over the place. Look who I picked up. But now the flashing lights are all turned off. And, you know, <laughs> we're saying the final, the final prayers for him. So <laughs> it's time for him to go. Yeah, so we agree on him, James Altman, Altman, whatever, however you say his last name. For the yeah, Dodgers. Altman, but he's, yeah, it's exactly what he is, the out man. He's out, he's out man. Um, 
The other guy that I have is outfielder from Oakland, Brent Rooker. Uh, he was doing so good for so Another long. guy that was really burning the place up. Oh, man, he was. Uh, negative points in nine of his last 14 games. Negative points. And he had zero in one game and one point in one game. So that's 11 out of 14 games that he scored one or less. It's just painful. Um, again, he's on a horrible team, but he was able to overcome that early on. And right now it just – He did. And he was all over the place at the top of the leaderboard in just about every category. But uh, that was what he did, you know, last week, week before, whatever it was. That's two and weeks so, worth of games. It's not good. It's not no. good. So if you, no. if you have Brent Rooker on your team, it's time to let him go. It's time to move on and find somebody else. Keep an eye on him, sure. Maybe he comes back around, but – that team's bad. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah. So, only ten people are seeing him play anyway. So, you don't <laughs> need to be one of them. Uh, All right. So, another player I have is unfortunate because that's on on your team, the Milwaukee oh, Brewers. Oh, that's okay. Jesse Winker. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know how many hits he had this week? That would be one. How many at bats did he have this week? How many at bats? Okay. Hold on. So. Nine, 13, 16. He was one for 16 this past week. And his points were zero, zero, negative one, negative one, negative two. Yeah. That's got to stop. Yeah. So and I know you love your brewers and everything else, but Jesse Winker, and he's owned in our league, um, unbelievably enough, he's got to go. He has got – he was a player I thought was going to do something for you guys, but he has not. And the experiment, we're coming into June, needs to end. I haven't – I wasn't against Winker coming on the team, but I was skeptical at the same time. He was so good in, in Cincinnati. Things did not pan out when he left Cincinnati. Um, there was potential. There still, I guess, is potential. But I've watched a lot of Brewers games this year. Winker, uh, Voight. I mean, those guys just haven't done it. They bring in Darren Ruff here recently to basically take over that role now. Um, they got guys like Owen Miller that are hitting like crazy. So they're finding it in other places. And Winker is just, man, it's just not working. And I'm curious no. to see if they drop him, wave him, whatever. I, I don't know that he's going to stick around because they got to have bats on that team. You got uh, Luis Reyes coming back soon from injury. They need a roster spot for him. Um, I just, man, I don't, I don't see Winker surviving the season in Milwaukee. No, with the no, way no. come on, you know, give, give the guy, you know, his, uh, you know, graciously give him his walking papers. <laughs> and so, so maybe, yeah, they, so he maybe, needs to go. Maybe they can get a bullpen piece or something. I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's not going to work in Milwaukee and no. I don't have any hope no. for him the rest of the season. I agree. No. Get rid of him. I bet, um, I'm guessing Brendan Brennan has his has him. Maybe not. He was a Reds fan. I well, I, I just yeah, I just I just canceled Christmas on him. So, <laughs> uh, uh, C I N is the initials. If you know who that is, yeah, that's the Reds fan. That makes sense. Um, okay. Brendan, Brendan Myers is the okay. Guy. So Brendan, if you're listening to the sh watching our show, cut him. All right. Um, well, I'm cut not. Him. I don't care. Keep them. Go ahead. Well, keep yeah. Them. So since you're, you're in our league, if you want to go ahead and keep them, that's fine with us. But, uh, you know, just. Yeah. Come um, on. No. And I've got a pitcher that we need to get rid of. Oh, I'm sorry. It's your turn. Who, who, no, you just did Winker. Yeah, I just uh, did. I'm a pitcher we need to get rid of. Uh, you say Kikuchi from Toronto. Uh, four of his last five have been single digit points. He has scored zero against Boston, 22 against Pittsburgh. Six against Atlanta, two against Baltimore, zero against Tampa. Um, six against Atlanta, yeah, and zero against Tampa. Uh, Kikuchi is 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 just not where it needs to be. I had a hard time. I was looking at pitchers to, uh, trying to figure out for this segment, and honestly, uh, pitchers have kind of leveled out a little bit. They um, have, and so I don't know. There's a ton of guys that I'm willing just to throw away right now, but Kikuchi's a guy. I don't think he should be on a roster. I don't have down. I think he was he's only on like 21% of rosters or something. Uh, but he's a guy that I don't think should be on rosters. And so I put him in the drop list this week. Okay, so one one last guy that I have to drop is unfortunate as well as he also plays for my Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh -oh. And, of course, I'm talking about Noah Syndergaard. 
What oh, wow. an absolute disaster this guy has been. And so going up against Tampa, you can, you know, have a little sympathy, I suppose. Sure. But not six runs on eight hits, okay? Six runs, eight hits. Can't have that. And so uh, his 6.27 ERA is not mm-hmm. cutting it. And so you have to wonder how long the Dodgers are going to keep trotting this guy out there. And so uh, that's a great he, point, Kev, because we've not, seen He's not pitching for me. Noah Syndergaard will have nothing to do with Team Wilson. Yeah, we saw Boston do it with Kluber where they sent him to the bullpen. They sent him to the bullpen. And so high ERAs this year, a lot of really high ERAs this year. Um, and, yeah, Syndergaard, you know, it's sad that he isn't what he used to be. because he no, was, he's, Yeah, so Thor – you know, it's kind of like in the movie where, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Hella destroyed his hammer. And uh-huh. so then, you know, what? I have no power now. Uh-oh. Yeah. And so, yeah, so he needs to go back to Asgard and, you know, find the fountain of Odin or somewhere. So it's not working. <laughs> Next week on our rewatchable podcast. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. It's a tough, tough spot to be in for sure. Um, our fantasy focus segment every week is presented by bellyupfantasysports.com, the greatest fantasy advice you can find for NHL, NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball is found on bellyupfantasysports.com, including all of Kevin Wilson's articles. What's the next thing you got coming out? Are you doing something this week? I know you're going out of town right now. Yeah, um, I will have something alive this week. I can't uh, say exactly what that'll be at this point. Because as you said, I w- I've been away, and uh, after working, uh, was it three or four weekends in a row, I deserve to get away, so that's what I'm doing. I will have an article sometime going into, you know, in baseball, because that's where I focus in on, and so, uh, and, and, and Reddit, if you're watching, if you're one of my uh, Reddit subscribers out there, they're the ones that pointed out to me that Yahoo is significantly different than ESPN. So what information I'm going to take from that, I'm not exactly sure. I don't even know if I can – do you have to be a member of, of a Yahoo team to find out what the percentages are? I don't know. I would suspect that you would have to be. But uh, I'm, going to, I'm, yeah, I'm going to find out about that. But uh, there will be an article – and I uh, just want to put out that on Wednesday is the NBA Finals Belly Up Super Show okay. that's going to be out there. And uh, it starts at 5 o'clock Central, which I cannot participate with that. That's, you know, we're not over there where uh, time begins like you are. <laughs> but uh, I will be involved in that show at some point. Okay. And so I guess today we might find out, is it going to be Miami or not? Tomorrow, tomorrow we find out. Well, you know, because they're well, because Miami wins today. No, they play tomorrow. They play tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So anyway, so by Wednesday we'll know who's playing. Is it Miami? Is it Boston? Did they come back from a hundred and fifty to zero, you know, deficit. <laughs> and so, uh, so Wednesday I will be on that show at some point. So look forward That's to seeing that YouTube page. Correct. Yes. All right, belly up YouTube page uh, is there. I'll have a uh, power rankings article drop tomorrow uh, is the plan. And what I've done up to this point in the season, I've ranked them just off what they did in the week. Uh, so they fluctuated a lot because I've been doing how they just did in the previous seven days. Uh, now we'll transition. We're far enough into the season. We know what teams are. So now we'll transition to season-wide power rankings and, and look ahead the rest of the season there as well. Uh, that should drop tomorrow morning on bellyupsports.com. Kevin's articles are on bellyupfantasysports.com. I also wrote an article. I know this is a baseball show. I wrote an article this week on uh, is it time for LeBron James to tuck tail and run? I saw that and I enjoyed that article. So thank you. If uh, yeah, if, if, get over there, check it out. It was it's it's good reading. <laughs> Thank you. I, I don't write much basketball stuff, but uh, I have a lot of opinions on LeBron James and uh, and I've been thinking about that. So, so drop that one this week as well. So you can get yeah, that. I, I'm not one of the ones that's crying that he is not in the NBA finals. Oh, no, definitely not. 
Definitely not. He's Kevin Wilson. You can find him on Twitter at Kevin62WILSEA. I'm Vince Stover. You can find me at Sports Stove on Twitter and Instagram. You can, if you missed any part of the show, you can watch it on the Sports Stove YouTube page, listen to it wherever you get your podcast for the Sports Stove podcast, or also on the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page. All my other episodes will be on this YouTube page or again, the audio podcast as well. Wednesday, my dad will join me. We'll continue to talk all the latest news, including uh, NBA Finals. We'll talk Major League Baseball news and any other news that comes down the line as well. Next Sunday, we should be right back here. Us and a guest will be someone and talking fantasy baseball again next week and uh, looking forward to that. All right. Anything else we need to add, Kevin? Oh, in fact, we do not. And you're correct. The game starts tomorrow at 7.30 and uh, Central once again, okay, because that's where I am. So, yeah, so the game tomorrow, we'll see what happens. See what happens. All right, we're in for a big baseball week. Make sure you go out and get your Atlanta Braves uh, for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and your Marlins for Thursday, Friday, Saturday uh, to live it up against the Oakland A's this week. And remember, Vince and Kevin told you so. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove. That's right.